Witch Next Door, and welcome to Moonday Musings, a mini astrocast every Monday where we take inspiration and dive into the upcoming energy of the cosmos. Hello, 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 everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever this is reaching you. Happy Monday, happy Moonday. Welcome to another episode of Moonday Musings here on That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny, and I'm going to be your cosmic guide for the week. And we are going to do another little mini crash course today. I'm really excited to, to dive into. But before we do, let's talk briefly about this week's cosmic energy and forecast and what we can kind of be looking out for before we dive into retrogrades 101. So the moon scope this week, let's see where the moon is traveling and heading. Today is Monday, May 2nd. We are looking at the week through Sunday, May 8th. And the moon throughout that time is going to be moving from Gemini into Cancer and rounding out and ending the week in the sign of Leo for our first quarter moon in Leo at 18 degrees. This is going to be on Sunday the 8th at 6.21 p.m. Mountain Time. So that's going to be 5.21 p.m. uh, Pacific Time and 7.21 p.m. Sorry, 8.21. Wow, I really, did I mess it up? No, 5.21 Pacific. 621 Mountain Time, 821 p.m. Eastern Time. There she goes. She got it. <laughs> um, not that everybody <clears throat> nails the quarter moons down to the minute, but you know, I I favor and value accuracy around here. So <clears throat> first quarter moon being real tending to seeds really mapping out, laying actual groundwork for seeds that we have planted and sown, okay, over our new moon. That's a very, very general look at a first quarter moon in general. We are, as probably most of us know, especially if you were listening to the podcast last week, uh, we are coming down off of the Taurus new moon partial solar eclipse uh, that took place on April 30th. And so we just had kind of, it's kind of like a mega new moon, a solar eclipse. Um, it's it's definitely a portal opening, kind of like we talked about. And if you did miss any of those episodes, you can definitely go check those out. There is an awesome, awesome shadow chats that I did with Ashley of Starseed Shadows on this. Um, But coming down off of that, thinking about what seeds you planted, what what new things uh, sort of got put into place for you, how are you starting the very, very first initial groundwork for all of that is what this first quarter moon is kind of all about. Now, as for our other planetary energies this week, we have Venus moving into the sign of Aries, which just felt particularly fast. I feel like Venus just really boogied through her exaltation in Pisces and is now going to be moving into Aries on 
today on today. That would be (laughs) uh, this morning, especially depending on when you're listening to this, Venus might already have danced her way into the sign of Aries because at 10, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, uh, you can do your own conversion. <laughs> so I don't have to take you on that time zone ride again. <laughs> um, this morning at 10, 10 a.m. Uh, Denver time, Venus is moving into the sign of Aries. And this can feel somewhat like a jarring shift Uh kind of being shot out of the slingshot a little bit, going from Venus exaltation in Pisces to Venus in Aries. This can look like a burst of creative energy, a burst of action and movement, a burst of confidence, a burst of uh, individuality, right? All of these things. It can also look like a burst in some aggression, over assertiveness, um, even passive aggressiveness possibly, but definitely more uh, potential for kind of snapping at each other, especially in our significant relationships, okay? So think about those evolved and those unevolved characteristics of Aries and think about all of our Venetian qualities and those Venetian themes. And if you need a little bit of help there, You can always go back and re-listen to the Venus episode to get a little reacquainted with that energy again and kind of think about what that looks like in Aries and then take a look at what that uh, might be activating in your chart for you, okay? But today I want to get into retrogrades. Uh, I don't know that I guess I should say retrogrades 101 so much as I should call it an intro to retrogrades. This is going to be a really, really brief tip of the iceberg, something that I want to explore further. But uh, on Friday, April 29th last week, Pluto stationed retrograde in the sign of Capricorn. And this marks the beginning of all of these planetary retrogrades that we'll be experiencing throughout the rest of the year that uh, you've probably heard myself and other astrologers and members of the community talk about. And I thought, what a better mark than this very first one, uh, than to, to use it as a reason to kind of just start diving into the conversation of retrogrades. And again, I do not think this will be our last conversation by any means. So most people hear about retrogrades through Mercury retrograde. And the reason why is because Mercury goes into its uh, retrograde cycle pretty frequently as far as planets are concerned. Um, Actually, Pluto spends about 40% of its time in its retrograde cycle as well. So it's actually also considered a, a more frequent retrograde as well. Mercury does approximately three to four times a year. And this is for approximately... Oh, I didn't look up Mercury specifically, but we talked about it on the Mercury episode. I want to say it's anywhere from uh, roughly three to four weeks or, you know, somewhere in there that Mercury actually spends in the retrograde cycle. So, and again, that's for three to four times uh, per year as well. Um, A retrograde is felt so strongly by a planet like Mercury because of one, yes, that frequency, 
And two, because Mercury is an inner planet. It's a personal planet. And so the planets that are the closest to the sun and honestly closest to the earth, um, we are going to experience the effects much sooner. These are short-term events, relationships, um, feelings, thoughts, action, everything in the short term, okay, in these inner and personal planets. And it's why um, it's kind of easy to guess what some of those inner personal placements are in other people, even strangers. Sometimes it's even really easy to guess uh, someone's big three, like their sun, moon, and rising signs, even if you barely know them, if you, and if you've just got to kind of see them talk and interact for a little bit, it's kind of easy to, to guess some of those placements. And that's because they're, they're all things that take place and happen in the short term and in the immediate. The outer planets you know, we experience their effects on a much, much slower building and slower acting scale. It's a lot longer, uh, longer time coming. You can kind of, the build feels a lot more subtle, but it starts kind of earlier almost like the rumblings and, um, the effects of these events and actions and interactions and, and such. Uh, they take place over very long periods of time. So when we look at aspects and when we look at cycles like retrograde cycles, it's really important <clears throat> to take this into consideration because a Pluto retrograde cycle is going to look and feel so much different than a Mercury retrograde cycle. The lessons and the purpose of a Pluto retrograde cycle going to be completely different than that of a Mercury retrograde cycle. Now, the easiest way to understand the purpose of a retrograde on a more general level is to use that re for retrograde, the re. And this is uh, an analogy and, an, and a concept that is very, very much inspired by and from Colin Bedell, astrologer, um, Queer Cosmos on Instagram. I will definitely, definitely link Colin below for everybody. Um, absolutely one of my <laughs> top like idols. Are you kidding me? I, I love, uh, all of Colin's work and I really recommend following his account because he has this extremely elevated view and understanding and, and description and education of astrology. But it's through this, any level, any ears can listen to its scope. Um, it's, it's really elevated, like I said, and yet it's made for anyone to understand and digest. So I really, really recommend following Colin if you don't already. Um, but a concept that I definitely learned from him a long, long time ago when I very first started following him was this, uh, this concept of the re in retrograde. So retrogrades represent periods of time that are meant for reflection, reexamination, review, recycling, reversals, okay, all of these different types of words that are very, very 
similar and yet have their own distinguishing characteristics about them. These are all the different types of themes that take place during a retrograde cycle. It's a big indicator of our universe, of our of our greater ethereal system, if you will, that we are meant to experience these periods of not only slowing down, but also pausing, even stopping, and even going backwards. We are literally meant to go backwards sometimes. This is so important. The reversal, the whole idea that visually on the astrological chart, the planet appears to be moving in a back, backwards motion. Okay. That, th- that's where all of this comes from. Okay. So in ancient astrology, when humans long before we had the technology to see the outer planets, um, and we did all of astrology and astronomy with the naked human eye, uh, the planets appeared in their orbit to be going backwards from time to time. And they all have these different retrograde cycle patterns, meaning when and how often and for how long they're in these retrograde cycles. And we say a planet stations retrograde on the day of its, uh, on the first day of its retrograde cycle. And we say that a planet stations direct on the final day and the day that it starts moving forward again. So to the naked human eye from our, from where we stood as humans looking out into our solar system, the planets appeared to be moving backward. Now, now that we in modern uh, science and technology, now that we do have the ability to uh, see a lot farther, farther beyond when, uh, what we were able to see during, uh, these ancient times. We do know now that the planets don't actually move backward. This is an optical illusion of their orbit. Um, but we still use this optical illusion at, in our interpretation within patterns of astrology. Okay. And this is just how we interpret it. It's this time of reversal. And it's this big indicator, like I said, that we are meant to go backwards. Sometimes we are not meant to only go forward, only look ahead, never look back, never look around. That's not true. That's not the case. And a retrograde cycle is a big giant symbol or representation of that in um, astrology for us, okay? So the best way to understand specific planetary retrogrades, okay, here are my tips for you. Number one, I want you to write that down somewhere. I want you to either interpret what I just said of what a retrograde is, this time of re-examination, review, all these things. You can combine that with um, maybe another definition that you look up and you find, whether that's in an astrology book that you have, um, another astrologer you follow on social media, uh, maybe it's an article you find online, okay, whatever that may be. But but do whatever you need to do to discover and then write down somewhere, preferably wherever you uh, write down any of your astrology studies, uh, write down your understanding now of what a retrograde cycle is. Don't take the planet into consideration. Just write down 
the retrograde period, what it means to you as you understand it. And that way you'll really solidify that definition for yourself. And it's a lot easier from that point on to just add the layer, um, layer by layer, what you need to, to understand a a more specific retrograde cycle. So you can go, okay, now that I, I have my building block about what a retrograde is, I add the first layer that is uh, Pluto, okay? Pluto went retrograde on April 29th, like I said. So the first layer is Pluto, Plutonian energy, Plutonian lessons, Plutonian themes. Add the next layer, Capricorn. Capricorn energy, Capricorn themes, Capricorn lessons. Add the next layer, If you want to, I always, I feel like I should say this more often. Sometimes you don't need every layer. Sometimes that's enough. Sometimes just working with the theme of retrograde and Pluto and understanding that is enough for you to to have more depth of understanding of your experience. And, And that's really all astrology should be doing for you, right? So... So you can, you can stop at any of these layers, but if you feel that pull, if you feel that calling to keep peeling back these layers or adding the layers, I guess is the analogy we're on. Um, the next layer you could add is what house this is happening in for you in your chart. Where is Pluto stationing retrograde in your chart? And are there any, and this, this would be the next layer more advanced is are there any aspects being made? to uh, uh, Pluto retrograde in your in your chart, okay? You can also cast a general chart. So you can take the, the times that I give you. So for example, with uh, Pluto, you could take the Friday, April 29th, 12.35 p.m. Mountain Time, um, and then put that in, well, it would be your time and time zone and city. You can put all that info into a chart generator and just generate a chart for Pluto retrograde in your city and look at that too. And look at those different layers as well. There's multiple ways to do this. Okay. But my biggest suggestion is to start with really solidifying your understanding of a retrograde cycle, just on a very, very general level exploring that through multiple facets, not just me, not just here, you know, do the digging after this as well, and then add on those additional layers, okay? When it comes to retrograde cycles, and my hopes is that, my hope is that in all of your research you do after this as well, you you hopefully uh, see and receive what you're receiving here today, which is just very matter-of-fact information, and you're not given a bunch of this retrograde fear-mongering bullshit or whatever. It's not about retrogrades making everything go to shit. And if you read articles that say that, that's a red flag. I don't think you should be getting very much astrology information from there. It's okay for people to warn you, of course, about the different challenges that a retrograde cycle does bring. Absolutely. But a lot of these super, super mainstream uh, titles, honestly, like Cosmopolitan and stuff, um, where they're giving you this really watered down horoscope. And I I literally, um, not that long ago when I was working on the planetary mini series for everybody, I came across a couple of these, these big names 
that that's almost word for word what I read. It was about a Venus retrograde. I think it was last year's. And um, I I basically read word for word. It's going to make all of your relationships turn upside down. And it's it's not, I, I just think that there's a more effective way to explain that. Um, take the themes and the lessons and the characteristics of that planet and think about what those look like when they're under the microscope, under the microscope for re-examination, reflection, review. What do you need to slow down and take a look at? Where do you need to retrace your steps when it comes to that planet's themes for you? Okay. I hope that this helps. Like I said, this is very, very tip of the iceberg stuff. If you are like, buzzing with, you know, more questions and curiosities after this, good, then I did my job. <laughs> it wasn't, this isn't supposed to be a, an all-inclusive retrograde class necessarily. I really want to just get you interested, get you inspired, and get you more informed than you were before. And hopefully I did that for you today. Please reach out if you need any help though. Um, definitely in that witch school, uh, you can drop in on uh, the after show chat and let me know if you have any further questions or ideas around retrogrades. Let's start talking about this very first one, Pluto retrograde and Capricorn. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for spending time with me on your Monday and your moon day here. I so, so, so appreciate you so much. Thanks for listening to and this week's I episode hope of that Moonday you have a beautiful rest of If you like what you heard here today, fun, make sure you follow safe, and subscribe to the show, That Witch Podcast. I put out a total, including Moonday Musings, of three episodes every single week. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share online, on social media, or share with friends that you think would enjoy it as well. And make sure you head over to Apple and Spotify, where you can also leave a five-star review. Make sure you are subscribed to my email list for more astro forecast, cosmic tips, and witchy inspiration. Visit thatwitchnextdoor.com for more info. Thanks, everyone. 